There we go. Recording in progress. Don't do anything that goes against freaking TOS. <clears throat> What's that? What? What's that? Terms of service. Uh, what do we do? Do I have to show a nipple? Well, technically, we don't. It, it's actually a joke because you see we're recording something that isn't being broadcast anywhere. So we can break TOS all we want. It's, it's right. a joke. You see, yeah, you yeah. Get, it's not funny anymore. Uh, the thing I won't let go is Jacob's love of Asian women because that is true and I refuse to let it go because it continues to prove itself apparent every time I point out a very pretty Asian lady Jacob's like ooh, 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 ooh. so so his type is Asian women so I'm surprised he doesn't watch more anime or See, know, right? manga I would like to correct Spencer and say you want to correct Spencer he does this every time it's just anytime he points out a pretty woman it doesn't matter the race. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Mega horny. Um, Which leads me into uh, uh-uh. my opening joke. Uh, we made that bet about No Nut November. And Ugh. it gave Shut me up. this idea that next November we will all be together. And mm-hmm. so we should all be armed with these the the fat wiffle ball bats so we can literally bonk each other. <laughs> I love that <laughs> on air. We'll just rec- yeah. Oh, ooh. well. Oh, we so should- far it's Spencer that's the only one that's lost. No, you lost immediately after I did. I you didn't actually. Said it. Shut up. I did not. Actually, I was saying I was horny for the joke. I'm not actually horny. I don't like. Wait, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, Spencer. Calm, you're right here. Uh-huh. I need you down here. Let me read the text verbatim. Yeah, we should he needs actually you down do there. What? Ooh, I do. What we should do is get like like a like doggy toy baseball bat, so they actually make a funny noise. Less painful. Um, no, but funny. What I, I said was, now I cannot. I was just waiting for Spencer to lose. Yeah, and what was that two days ago? Yeah, you've I still haven't then. lost. Yeah, you've nuts and son. I haven't lost. Well, it doesn't matter at this point. You're just Jacob's salty. getting my money. You're just salty. Jacob's getting my money anyway, so it doesn't matter. No. What if we both win? Bro. What if we both That's win? That's not going to happen. Are you sure? Yeah. Dude, you will Somebody not and just then just taste. lie about it. You will fucking do it. I don't trust and you. And lie about it? You'll just go, yeah, I win. I didn't do anything. Dude, that's I what I did last year. That. I was like, nah. You did that last year? Yeah. See, no. You think because you would do something, I would do the same thing. Yeah. But first off, I'm not queer. So there's that, 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 that already starts that already starts off with that already starts off with a you're doing something that I wouldn't do. So what your mom? Yes. No. And your dad. Congratulations. I am hey. your only parent. <laughs> you're grounded. Eat my ass. No. No, um, I'm not gonna lie that about that. Ins- I'm pretty sure we are parenting him together. Now see the thing, if I were to lie about it, I would probably just go like halfway through the month and then lose. So if I mm. did lie about it, I wouldn't lie to win. I just lie it just to say that I did it long enough. That's fair because it's slightly more believable. Mm-hmm. The, See, uh, Jacob, the, the we're sh- all all the guys are in are in a, a a non-monogamous polyamorous relationship with each other and also with other people. See, there's what? a there's a there's a logic to it. That was a lot of long words. I'm saying the short, fat wiffle ball bats, not the typical yellow ones, but the short, <laughs> fat ones. The short red make, ones? Yeah. I think they're oh, usually like, the like little orangey. Tikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red. Those make a good sound. We don't really yeah, need the do. dog squeaking. I had a lot of kids with that with those bats. <laughs> yep. Bye-bye, Connick. That make us more 
those who are here to waste your time. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> where were we? Uh, welcome uh, back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. I love how it became a joke in the first year that Colin couldn't say it, and then he was practiced it enough that he does it every single week. I do it every single week. Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Colin. I'm your other by, host, Jacob. I am the resident hoe. Yeah, Mom. you are. <laughs> Shut up, Jacob. You're the resident <laughs> queer. And uh, so this week, as, as stated last week, our format is queer now. Uh, the, 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 the format's funky. So this week, instead of doing news, we're going to talk about the main topic, which we used to do the same week. It's true. So do we want to talk about the main topic? Uh, yeah. Not really, but just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I, I kind of don't. I kind of want to. Why? <clears throat> I, didn't, I did earth... not enjoy this movie. This really? your idea. <laughs> I know. I know it was my idea. I think this one was actually my idea. No, I, I said Akira. I, I was, was going to do it anyways. So. Yeah. Really? I think I liked it with the first couple minutes of motorcycle fights, and then you got the iconic scene. But then after that, it was too much, and the pacing was off. That is the my one complaint is about the pacing. Pacing was really off. Really so let quick, me get. Can we get the basics in? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. So Akira is a 1988 uh, Japanese animated cyberpunk action film uh, directed by Don't Ask and produced by uh don't ask and don't ask uh and written by more people i can't pronounce i am horrible with japanese pronunciations i'm not even gonna try um unless it's akira kurosawa that's the one i can nail every time that's it <laughs> um, Gosh. it's uh based on uh the one of the writers uh manga of the same name from 1982 uh it was the most expensive uh anime film at the time uh, it is, is very influential and shit. Uh, so basic plot rundown. We have um, the, the, the government was doing some shenanigans and then they did a nuke and we had World War III. Uh, so Tokyo has been basically leveled and it got reconstructed. So it's a cyberpunk setting uh, in the early days of cyberpunk being a thing. Uh, this came out right near Blade Runner as well. The 80s were just really good for cyberpunk, to be yes. honest. Um, well, it's because they pioneered it. Yeah, that that is kind of how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some warring bike gangs. We have uh, protesters. We have the police and we have the military, which is the same thing. Um, and the government is doing experiments with children <clears throat> and uh, ESP, if I remember correctly, is the technical term. They're trying to make kids have like superpowers and shit. Um and they're like secretive and whatever. And some bike that one of the, the biker gangs, which is like the main cast of characters get roped into it. One of their comrades uh, gets taken and experimented on and uh, goes crazy. Basically. Uh, Then we have some spying stuff and lots of yelling of names. Yeah. And then uh, the kid goes crazy. Basically he was like the bullied kid of the group. So he's all, I have power now, so now I will bully everyone else. You know, that whole trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses his powers to completely fuck with everything. And then he is defeated by the power of friendship <laughs> and lasers. 
Um, so the the name of the film is based off of the character slash concept of kind of what what something we would call we would think is like the force is Akira is like this idea of knowledge kind of being passed down through like cells basically that was something interesting that i thought is that it's not named after the hero or any of the characters really it's named after the it's it brings the driving more f- force yeah, yeah it, the whole story. It, it brings more focus on the driving force instead of any of the characters so it's kind of like the legend of zelda has true yeah you're not playing as zelda you hardly ever see zelda yeah my mom still says that link is zelda but you know she also calls uh, my xbox a game boy <laughs> oh, i was gonna say she tells you to tells you to get off that nintendo yeah still um yeah so the the government and the scientists are trying to experiment on with superpowers and stuff to get access to this essentially what they think may be basically unlimited knowledge uh to like surpass evolution and and usual like evil science experiment stuff um and then there's kind of like there have been people that have been experimented on before that have gained this power so it's also kind of like the avatar I was thinking that. Bit. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's 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 kind of it's weird. So, yeah, stuff happens. The kid basically gets his uh, unlimited knowledge, and he his body and mind like lose control and go freaking weird because um, he's not taking this medication that yeah. they had these other three kids take. But with that medication, it like weakens their body and yeah. it makes them all shriveled up and look like old people, but like <laughs> bright green and blue. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, so they do a fight and like i said power friendship and lasers uh the uh, akira is reincarnated sort of and then stuff ends and he's defeated by all of the 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 superpowered kids using their powers collectively with the power of friendship see i said it as a joke but the more i think about it it is actually kind of true um like they did beat it with the power of friendship (laughs) kind of yeah um so since both of you guys are leaning more negative, I will start off and say uh, this is actually true. this is actually one of my favorite anime films outside of stuff that shouldn't count because it's so far a cut above. This is like stupidly influential. So that goes a long ways. Obviously, it was one of the first ones I watched. Uh, it was the first thing I had watched uh, subbed as well. So that is um Cool. It's better subbed than dubbed. I usually I do agree, and I do agree in this case. But the 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 dubbing for this was actually pretty good. That's no. how I watched it this time around. I it, watched it dubbed this time, and I was like, "Wow, it's bad." I, well, no, it's a dub. That's it's no a given. dubbed so much better now. But well, of course they're better. Yeah, this really is dubbed in the eighties, dude. I know, but it's like, bad. by comparison to what most things of the time, how the dubbing was done, it's pretty solid. Mm, It no. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Watch Neon Genesis Evangelion Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is like the the prime example of you can watch this either way and no one cares. Yeah. Because everyone loves the dub. Yes. Anyways. um, Yeah. It's filled with a lot of iconography that gets used. It helped push cyberpunk into the realm of being cool as shit. Um, it explores lots of cool concepts and all that sort of fun stuff. It just, I like it. It does have a lot of problems for sure, but the fact that it was one of the first 
uh, anime films that I actually enjoyed like a lot when I was younger does have a lot to do with that. So mild nostalgia, I guess. So when somebody says anime, my mind thinks of compensating swords and naked fairies and stupid, wild, crazy haircuts and the perverse gods depicted as little children cliches. But this is like a sci-fi animated movie made in Japan. It's really similar to Ghost in the Shell, which is kind of just more sci-fi than quote-unquote anime. It's old-school anime, I guess. I don't know. It's not the usual garbage. I was actually thinking that, too, about um, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, this remind this reminded me of Ghost in the Shell, yeah. which what really kind of kept me going, but also gave me a lot of Blade Runner vibes, a lot with mm-hmm. the soundtrack, which is amazing. That's just cyberpunk um, in general. Yeah, but, like, it's just... I, I like the cyberpunk stuff, and, like, I really enjoyed a lot of the themes, and I loved... I loved a lot of the art. I don't like the faces of the people. I thought they were weird and too small. But, that is fair. But actually. like the faces are kind of weird. The, the faces like, were the jaw is huge. And the, the faces is so they're so small. They're like this, like yeah. They're like twice the size. The mouth is kind of in the middle. Yeah. And so and like the eyes and nose, but yeah. Uh, uh, just for reference, Ghost in the Shell came out seven years after this. Yeah, I know. Just, just, just saying. Still better. Um, I don't disagree. How, how I feel about this is I know how many mangas there are because I have the first one. I have the first one, and I think there's like seven. I don't know much about Akira, but what it looks like to me from an outsider's perspective is that someone made this movie and like used. This feels like a Hellboy three to me. Like you know how how Hellboy twenty nineteen went about. Yeah, that's what it feels. From an outsider's point of view, this is what it feels like. It feels like someone made the Akira movie from like five different Akira books and mashed it into one. Because it feels like there's so much information and it's so hard to follow. Like I, I have, no- I don't, I was having a hard time understanding who was the bad guy or like who, like what the plot was. And it's not doesn't, it's not like because it seemed like both sides were bad. Like there was this weird spy dudes with that girl. Mm-hmm. Like they also seemed like the bad guys, especially at the end of the movie. Uh, j- to be fair, um, I kind of also got some of those vibes, like pushing multiple arcs into a movie mm-hmm. more so because um, I I would love to get into watching it and talking about the Hellboy movies. Um, but the one thing about Hellboy 2019 that I kind of enjoyed or wanted to enjoy was the fact that they were following um, arcs from the actual comics I, I love that. the Guillermo del Toro movies, but they're almost entirely wholly original, which is good on one hand. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I, it was just cool to see stuff that I kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Um, there I was so much in that I loved. Like I loved so much of like the practical effects and, yeah. and shit they did with that, but like how they went about it and how they like yeah, mashed no, together. I, I, I trust me. I know. And that being like we'll, the start to the story. We'll rip into that at some point. Yeah. Um, but... I have not touched the manga whatsoever. I have no clue. Me either. But it does give off kind of those vibes, one. whereas this feels more like a miniseries would have been appropriate. Yes. Like, even like, I don't know, like six episodes, like just a bit more. I think 12 episodes would have been Probably. the best, uh, best way to flesh it out. Which is weird because it was co-written by the manga's author. So that is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was just really confident he could condense it or whatever. 
it might only adapt the first book. I have no clue. Uh, but the pacing, I think, is kind of my biggest complaint. Mostly in the yeah. third act, it feels very long, even though it's not. There's a lot of scene transitions. Yeah, it's really bad. There's not. It's just like right into the next scene. There's like not even five different settings for the the final act with the main like. It's so weird. You have because you have the the scene in the streets. Um, and then you have uh, the stadium yep. and then you have the, the B plot, like in multiple different, it's just a lot of stuff going on. And then you have the ending of the, of like the plot. And then you have the story wrap up at the end, mm-hmm. which is another like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it just is weird. Um, I, I definitely think the pacing is the biggest problem. I really you like also that have. You also have the very weird scene transitions through the whole movie. It just cuts to a black screen for a second and then moves on to a different scene. There's no subtlety about it. Mm, True. It's like this scene is just over. (laughs) I really liked how Akira was dead. Yeah. It's just it was just a child. And like it's just like all its innards are put into jars and shit. I liked that. I was like, whoa, what? I I appreciate how gross this is. I was just going to talk about that. The animation for this movie is amazing. There's so much attention to detail. There's like a, 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 a junkyard that they're crawling through and there's just wires and hoses running everywhere. It's not like just bland cars. It's intense detail. And then at the end, when Tetsuo? Yes. Uh, Jacob did a pronunciation. Wow, Tetsuo. Uh, Tetsuo. They they do love shouting the name so much in the last act. When he's changing into the horrifying monster, there's just so much detail in the globs of flesh and grossness. It's disgusting for a reason. It's detailed. Yeah, no. For I sure. do love the amount of detail, which is why it annoyed me with their faces. But the amount of detail that was put into the backgrounds made me ignore the faces. I think. Yeah, no, same. You I just, you just have to ignore them. I think that might be one of the reasons why this kind of aged well for me, I guess, because my usual complaint when it comes to anime, aside from the weird tropes that it ends up falling into that I hate, um, is the feeling of like cheapness and then the mm-hmm. weird uh, dif- differentiation between characters and backgrounds and all that sort of fun stuff. The the backgrounds and some of the transitions that are that are done that are I think some of them are hand painted are freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And even the hand drawn animation on top of it, even when it looks a little bit uh, jarring, is still freaking incredible. There's yep. no sense of any cheaping out or whatever you can yeah this being the most expensive anime at the time makes plenty of fucking sense mm-hmm. there are no yep. weird 3d renders of stuff which mm-hmm. at the time would have been bonkers to pull off like it just looks really really freaking good so colin keeps mentioning an iconic scene can you please describe this the iconic um how do you say this? It's when it's the you, iconic motorcycle scene. When you get off a motorcycle and you so you you dip it and you throw it on the ground, usually on like the left side, and then you so you you like land off of it. You, you don't dip it's not on the ground though. You step off with your left foot and then you like swing your right foot over while it goes down and then it slides out from under you and you just walk. That's off. not the scene. What are you talking about? That's not the scene at all. It's what the it's, fuck are you talking about? It's it's close, but he doesn't dip it. <laughs> 
he literally he so he's driving forward and then oh he, you're talking about the other he one. puts his left foot out and he skids and so his okay, so, so his motorcycle oh. is like um sideways to the road so mm-hmm. it's not driving forward sideways and it's skidding off but like he's still standing up that's the iconic scene because that's and that animation is drawn over constantly like all the time Hold I, on, you see it you've seen it in adventure time you see it in steven universe you've seen it in btas robin did it in robin's reckoning yeah no part two right. hold on let me send this to jacob the so way you describe else. it sounds like a typical motorcycle move so but it, I mean, it, it did actually start the reason why wrong. it's the typical is because akira started <laughs> it's a trend yeah no hold on that's why i sent it uh, i'm just saying it it seems like your mental clarity is much better than mine for once i'm impressed but that's what i was thinking of yes i just didn't totally know how to describe it so <laughs> they I, literally did do that uh, in adventure time didn't they what yes the they did they i see what you're everything. saying that's so weird Wait, let me see the one in adventure time again it was just marceline like yeah no motor, just her skidding that's so yeah funny. dude they do it in everything <laughs> everyone so you're does saying, it you, the bike is slowing and stopping and they use their left foot as part of the brakes. <laughs> basically. Yes, yeah. That's the iconic scene. Is that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so like the reason, so like how you say that just sounds like it's a typical thing. The funny thing is I say that about berserk with other people and they're like, Oh, berserk probably got them dark souls. I'm like, no, no dark, dark souls yeah. got it from berserk. Yeah. Bloodborne no. got it from Berserk. Berserk uh, is like the thing that started like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. The way you described it, it sounded like he was getting off of the bike and just no. touching I was thinking Spencer, from under him. Just don't so, listen to Spencer. Well, that's oh, okay. Given. Nobody listens to me anyways. Wrong. I'm sorry, was somebody Wait, talking? You listen to me? No. Why would I listen to you? You're you obviously right didn't know what was going on. You're listening to me right now. I'm not. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. Um... I'm listening to the voice of you. And yeah, also so the worm in your head. True. There's a worm in my head. That's Jacob. Uh, he yes. lives there. He eats, feeds off of the earwax. Um, uh, the, I just, the body horror at the end was done really well. Yep. I did feel, especially when I was younger, it scared the shit out of me. Now it just kind of feels a little out of left field in on, in one hand. Um, on the other hand, my love of Lovecraftian horror makes it make sense because it's kind of like a thing. If you think about, um, so if the they're trying to experiment with um, genetic data, sort of, and like trying to expand the capacity of what humans are capable of or know about or whatever, um, the that tying into body horror does make sense. It's just because, at least for me, I get so sucked into the cyberpunk setting of the the grungy cities and the lights and the the vinyl and all that sort of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas that feels like it's really out of left field, but it does fit with like because that's what Lovecraft Lovecraftian horror is like existential. This this thing that I'm looking at is so beyond my comprehension. It's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is. Like it's big enough to live inside the planet or like whatever, all that sort I of fun also stuff. Loved how gross it was. You had limbs, so say it looked like a foot and it had toes on top of toes on top of toes. I had like it, thumbs and and palms. It was yeah. nasty. 
So like that was a little much for me, actually. It, it, it still it, makes it, me a little squeamish. It's a little. I, I was watching it with Abby, and I was just like, Ugh, uh, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. This yeah. makes me kind of. I think that's the point, though. That well, oh, yeah, yeah no, trying sure. to make you uncomfortable. So that's it's why I argue effective. that it, it does well. Well, it, no, I, I'm not saying it's bad at all. It, no, it's definitely effective. It's just it grossed me out. It, which it, is what's supposed to. Yeah, do. it does crush his girlfriend to death. That's a big oof. That was, yeah, that that, that free I that was I saw that I was like oh that actually happened. The sound design on that was nasty. Ugh. Speaking that sucks because she got just totally screwed over the entire movie. Yes, yeah, so that's all these kids do. were so fucking rude. They're like, shut up, be quiet. We're they're going. Also, all like fourteen. That's a little weird. Um, huh? Yeah, they're all they're, the kids are all like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, they're just like shut up, get on. Yeah. So that is something that I wanted to hit on real quick. Um, she just gets like sexually assaulted like out of the left field, and mm-hmm. then it's just never touched on again. Mm-hmm. Which that bothered me. It bothers me, but I I think the intention was to show that Tatsuro is a piece of shit and weak. <laughs> like he doesn't ca- not no not that. Like instead of after that encounter happens and he you know he gets the shit kicked out of him, she gets whatevered. Um. Instead of focusing on what the hell just happened, he's just butthurt. Mm-hmm. He's butthurt that he can't fight or that people are coming to his rescue or whatever. And he just like leaves her. Mm-hmm. Like she's, and somebody, she's wearing some, somebody else's Somebody jacket. else gave her a jacket. She's sitting in the back of the crowd and he's just like, it can't keep bullying me. Like he's acting like a fucking baby about it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being concerned about the fact that she was just probably attempted rape right there yes and he's just upset that he got a bloody nose like bro you're (sighs) at least for me that was like the that felt like the vibe that was coming across but it it ends up feeling more like the movie kind of forgot it happened than yeah it was it was an intentional character choice because so, no one else follows up on that either. And then she gets seen once later. And then, and then she, she gets, gets then she's then there at the end. And then he kills her. Mm-hmm. Like she gets crushed inside of his body horror moment. So my head cannon believes that she got crushed between his ass cheeks. But continue with your point, whatever it was. <laughs> oh, my oh, my oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so bad. <laughs> um he's not wrong, but like oh, dang. Gosh. Um I no, am that, here to ruin your movie. That does make sense. Um, <laughs> it just feels like one of those things that really could have been the the the. I feel way more attached to the setting and the iconography than I do the characters. Even now, being older and having seen it multiple times, I don't I really care about the characters. Exactly, at all. like I like they don't give us enough to care. Exactly, right? that is the the crut. Not totally the crutch, but like. The third act is like a 1v1 of like, we were friends and you're an asshole now and I'm yeah. going to stop you. And I only like, learned okay. their names because of the end of the movie when they're just standing there yelling at each other. Like, yeah, most they, of the movie, they beat into your head. Most of the movie, I did not know who was who, like what their names were. I was just yeah. calling everybody Akira. Akira. Yeah, my brain does that too. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem, like the bigger crutch, not just the plots being kind of messy and all over the place, but the people that we're supposed to care about don't get enough screen time or the screen time we have isn't as important. It starts off really strong, 
with the scenes in the bars and the in the the police station and the hospital and whatever and then it kind of gets derailed once you add in all the additional plots and instead of i don't know making it like a complete ensemble movie where all of the plots have equal weight or whatever they don't yeah and then the characters don't get enough screen time for us to care but we're supposed to care about them because they're the crutch of the movie instead of i don't know is the balancing act is off yeah this movie it did start off strong yeah but it by the by the time we got midway through it started falling apart it felt like or like everyone started feeling distant everything was feeling distant that's a better way of yeah the the couple of plug yeah i'd say right around in the middle in the second uh second act like you know obviously because it's a movie the plots are going to be related somehow Mm -hmm. but i wasn't following how like i still haven't seen this in a few years and i didn't totally remember if i'm being honest like it was like how are these gonna get connected Mm -hmm. and then once you realize that the the main cast is going to do a rescue heist you're like okay i get where this is going now but like up until that point, it just felt really disconnected. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of weird. Yeah, I was wondering how they're going to go about that. But I was I was let down a lot because I thought this was going to be uh, like one of my favorite, uh, I guess, tropes. So one of my favorite mangas, Berserk, uh, it's about two best, basically two best friends and then one becomes evil. Just go watch Revenge of the Sith again. What? Just go watch Revenge of the Sith again. Uh, shut up. And I thought there's going to be more because it seemed like, you know, his friend, this kid doesn't have enough power and he's when he wants to stop being bullied and he wants to be stronger than everyone else. And his friend is there to stop him. But it literally just felt like five year olds, like throwing stones at each other. Yeah, strong. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just I wanted more yeah. out of this. I, don't, I, I don't started know much on that. watching the Berserk anime on HBO this week, and no, I, I hated it. You watched that one? Yeah. Everyone hates that one. You're not supposed to watch you that one. You could have warned me. <laughs> you should have asked me. <laughs> I talked about that one being the worst one. No, no, no. Netflix. Okay. Because there's, yeah. there's an anime, there's movies, and then there's the shitty... Um, anime on hbo max that everyone yeah. hates and doesn't even follow the books at all so watch well, them. That's, that's good there's three movies sucked. there's three movies on uh on netflix netflix so watch the the egg of the king first <laughs> egg yeah um does her sitting on the sword ever happen because i do not need to see that again Who's sitting on the sword? I don't know. The bitch in episode two sitting on the sword naked saying split me in half. Um, No, because that whole thing is supposed to happen. That's supposed to be like a that happens after uh, what the movies are. The movies are like the prequel, okay. but they're the best way to get into the sh- into the series. That's really weird out of context. <laughs> This manga is really weird. I, I know. I don't. I I know that. I don't. It's it's manga. They're all weird. I don't need any more elaboration. You it's should. Just you should read Berserk. I'm. Dude, so, do you know how big my fucking to read list is? It's yeah. pretty damn big. You know how I'm, big my asshole is? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. As big as my cock. Um. Yeah. I made it through that. <laughs> he 
is on a roll tonight? What is going on? <laughs> you need to calm down. It was just so sly. It was just like, yeah, I fixed my cock. And then you just moved on. <laughs> took his headphones off. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Slap your head. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cough on my table. Jeez. It's my art desk. My so, abs hurt, man. Just choke and die. <laughs> Can he hear me? Oh yet? my gosh, he's falling. <laughs> Literally on the ground. One eternity later. Uh. It wasn't even that funny. <laughs> no, how you're how you presented that joke to us made it funny. Who the fuck put Joker toxin in my drink? <laughs> right? This, this is pain. Shall <clears throat> we talk about Star Wars Visions Episode 7, The Elder? Yeah, let's go on with that. Fun fact. I actually did watch this. Whoa! See, I showed up early here so I could do that. And then the people that you live with started talking to me. And I got distracted. So talk away. I know I'm a, such a disappointment. So I haven't watched this one recently. Come on, I, I watched it, but I didn't watch it recently. So get just, for binging. Just rewatch it. It's 16 minutes long. Then you both can jizz up about it. A few moments later. Honestly, like I think they're supposed to be dumb, but Pat, like Padawan braids are kind of cool. Uh-huh. Although admittedly, the the amount of effort it takes to do that is insane. Because you just have to. That's a bit. No. I don't think you can pull that off in real life without it either being a rat tail or someone knows you're doing a Star Wars. Mm, look at the texture on them rocks. Those are about as textured as my balls. Wow, look at this old Asian dude. Why is it that anime draw old Asian men in the weirdest way possible? That looks like it has nothing to do with anything else. It's so fucking weird. Because when age finally hits the Asian, it hits them hard. True. I just realized that I'm watching this in in fucking sub. I mean, dub. dub. I just realized that. Because I've been reading the subtitles, but I'm like, wait, I understand his voice. What? (laughs) I thought my brain was just really smart. (laughs) Uh, yes, so Star Wars Visions Episode 7. The oh, you finished already? Yes. Wow. So Not the first time you finished early. I've been making too many of those jokes lately. I, I replaced the cocaine jokes with the fucking early nut jokes. It's not great for my image, to be honest. Uh, it's no nut November. It's okay. True. Um, 
it's just fine. I actually don't have a lot of thoughts on it. I think the setting is really basic. It basically it, feels like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon on a planet. Yep. I found it interesting how long they take to... It, the opening scene is literally like five minutes of them just sitting in their spaceship talking. Yeah. I like I, sitting. I really liked how... Yeah, I do like the pace of that. I liked how kind of slow they were about things, especially in the battle. Like the master really took his time. Mm-hmm. And also the Padawan you could see was actually learning. He wasn't aggressive. He was taking deep breaths and also taking his time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly just one fight after they got there, which is like the main It really point. is just Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan though, because the Pretty master close. has the green lightsaber and the apprentice has the blue lightsaber but that seems to be like a theme with a lot of oh, like, star wars um master and padawan but it aren't uh, stories aren't, isn't really aren't qui-gon at least post uh, you know original trilogy aren't qui-gon and obi-wan kind of like the mold for that yeah of course they are so um the pre the original well they they're the mold for that not just because they are good and like it was really good writing but also like they are the first That's ever I mean. padawan jedi that we yeah that we've ever seen yeah like that in in the actual order yeah i found it interesting that the elder the bad guy of the episode is speaking in a yoda voice it was a little weird is was he probably just a coincidence but I didn't notice, it was so also difficult to pay attention when he lit his lightsabers because they were really, really short Kanto swords. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I like how they how a lot of these have been doing that with lightsabers. I like the shape, but it's funny that his were so short. Because I mean, he he's also short. short. Small PP. It's Colin, but old. Yes. Um, I'll take that I as a compliment. It, I found it really weird that they colored his pupils uh black and his or sorry his eyeballs black and his pupils were yellow i I liked that because that felt like dude the dude's already dead all he needed was a lightsaber to the chest and then he like crumpled to like coal and like ash like he was already like not probably not eating or drinking or having to do any of that because the only thing that was sustaining him was the dark side and his rage darth maul yeah kind of yeah (laughs) now that yeah i thought it just looked cool design wise it was nice to have something a little different than the usual Sith eye like look, mm-hmm. but it was the same, but it was different. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fluid uh, animation. It wasn't. It, it was smooth. It wasn't janky at all. It was no. It looked really really good. well there was, polished. There was one um, <clears throat> shot that I thought was really cool. It was when the the elder was like rushing forward, and that was the only time it was really like jumpy. I like that like, a lot. Like it looked like little micro lunges. It's like a that, shoo, shoo, shoo. that was really cool. I thought that was it is really short, but that, that gave was me really a cool. comic book vibes. A little bit. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. It was good. That's really it, honestly. This was pretty straightforward. Yeah. I am pretty well animated out. I'm looking forward to the news next week. We have two episodes of this left. Yep. yep. Yeah. We, yeah. And then we have Hawkeye right after that. So we were sent uh, something from one of our patrons rating this show, which was super cool. They're wrong. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. Ago. Yeah. I would really appreciate hearing from people. Uh, yes. Feedback is cool. Opinion asking is wrong. for it about the theme song, which leads me <laughs> to my next point. I ordered the magical instrument online the other day that is going to inflict quadruple damage on your eardrums with the new shitty theme song. So please, listeners, stay tuned for that. Awesome. That's cool. I look forward to uh, whatever ear rape you come up with. Also, uh, my co-hosts don't know my evil schemes for this theme song, so they will be just as surprised as you are. Is it dubstep? No. Is it dub? No. Oh, I, 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 I specifically asked for dubstep. That'll Are be next year's theme. Fun? Are we not having fun? I specifically requested it. I have to shoot Spencer, out you two are the fun police. Theme Dude, songs. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is funny. Leave me alone. Before okay, next fun. month. And then you're probably going to ask for a new one for next season. So give yes. me a break. Fine. Uh, Colin. Have you have you been been uh, stuffing? The I finished Wait, watching. I thought we weren't doing that this week. No, we are. That's what we do every week. Yeah, it's that's the only thing that changes is the news and the main topic. That's the only thing that changed. Uh, well, shit. Oh my gosh, you are all over the place these two weeks. Hey, at least he's funny. Now that's true. Makes up for it. Oh no! I have something to talk about. I just have to get my shit together before (laughs) you get to me. We could just pull some weird iron fist fisting related question out of Colin's ass. Yeah, sure. Colin, what have you been up to? I finished watching Cowboy Beep Up. (gasps) Nice. How Um, much of that? It's actually 26 episodes. So that's a lot. It's not a lot. They're like 20 minutes a piece. Yeah, dude. Um, What I know... So I already talked about what Cowboy Bebop is last week, last week, but so now I'm going to talk about my whole thoughts and feelings about this show this week. And again, I love the characters and I love what they did with them. Um, they showed backstory for each one of them. Ed, not as much compared to like Spike or Faye. And they all learned something different. Um and Jet kind of learned. I think he just more of was not that he learned, but every single time that we got to see something from his past or like it was a, a Jet-centered episode, it just more confirmed um, how he acts about things is the correct way to act about things. Yeah, he is the best team member. Like he knows, he just knows what to do, even if it's hard. And so I don't like that there wasn't enough backstory. I feel like it was that there wasn't enough a plot. There was a plot from the beginning of the episode all the way to the end, but they're kind of scattered around and we got a lot more B plot of just adventures, which is cool. And I love that, but I feel like there should have been more episodes because we got a lot with spike where we got to learn that he was a part of the syndicate and how what happened in the past why he's basically running why he's a bounty hunter and um one thing that was cool that they pointed out was that he has a glass eye like he has a fake eye 
And I didn't know that even in one episode, they said one of his eyes is different. I'm like, they look exactly the same, but one's a shade darker or a shade lighter, whichever one they say is which, but like, I thought that was just because of shading just like how the scene was. But, uh, cause he would always, he said, I see the past in one eye and I see the present in the other. Ooh. Meaning his glass eye that he can't see out of is the past. This just reminds him of all the problems they had. And he went down with his past in the very end. Ed eventually walked off, walked away from them to find her, her own place where she felt like she belonged, even though that felt weird because it felt like she belonged with them. And then Faye learned that it doesn't matter what who she was 50 years ago before the cry, uh, the cryo sleep because she's this totally different person now and anyone in that past doesn't they're, they're old now they don't really matter they're like they're not part of her life and they haven't been for years so i liked all of that but i felt like the show needed more um a plot that's the only thing that kind of like let me down a little bit that's which funny. i'm kind of hoping that the live action Kobe yeah, Bebop does going that. To. I hope so. I think that every adaptation I think, adds more a plot. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Mm. I th- hope I'll be fine with that. Hopefully. What if it's all about more corgis? Would you accept that? No. I don't like your taste in dogs. Cor, I don't really like corgis. Is it because they remind you of yourself? No, because I'm not a corgi. Yeah, you are. No, I'm like a pug. No, you're not that ugly. Holy like a shit. Give yourself some. No, I'm like credit. a pit bull. You're not, you that, you're not that aggressive. Oh, you find corgis cute and you think I'm a corgi. You think I'm By cute. By comparison to calling yourself a fucking. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Or it'd be Give like a little bulldog. A bulldog is a literal muscle head. Yeah. yeah. That's not you, Colin. Sorry. Dang. <laughs> you don't think I'm a muscle head? No. Yeah, it's probably not. Um, it. It's just true. <sighs> I was called a meathead. Why? I don't know. You're like a meathead because your brain is like a slab Meaty. of meat. Yeah. But that's not the. Yeah, it's not what that means. Something I've never understood. And I think it's um, locational, regional, I guess, is calling somebody a chowder head. Yeah, that's very I, regional. I think it's just the family friendly version of calling them shithead. That's my best guess. Chowder. Chowdy, chowdy head. Chowdy head. Huh, I so guess so. Spencer, Spencer, what have you been reading? Stop laughing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me laugh. It's funny. Chowder. <laughs> I have been watching that actually. I um, believe it. So, because you guys are taking forever to do it, I am going to bite the bullet. Uh, I watched Dune, or as it's called on screen, Dune Part One. You're going to uh, bite it this? so hard. I'm going to bite it really hard because Rebecca bite Ferguson's it. in this one. So I'm going to bite it. Um, oh, so it's dire- it. Okay. Okay. Jacob, shut up. So it's directed by Denis Villeneuve with a screenplay from uh, John Spites, uh, Villeneuve and Eric Roth with cinematography from Greg Frazier, uh, edited by Joe Walker and scored by the God Hans Zimmer. Um, while merely the first of two halves or, um, at least in terms of the adaptation of the first book, apparently Villeneuve is planning on three films to do the first two books. Um, Dune part one avoids many of the pitfalls of split narrative adaptations through a snappy yet thoughtful pace and simplified narrative framing. 
Um, performances are off the walls excellent the direction is masterful and passionate and the scoring and sound mixing is sent directly from the heavens uh the sfx and vfx are nearly indistinguishable and the costuming is unique and simple yet expressive at times it feels as though there may be some cut content a la lord of the rings rather than many of wb's other cut up films uh everything still works well and cleanly but i'd be expecting a director's cut at some point the only real downside is the unknown nature of the film's cold and more emotionless tone. Is it a natural difficulty translating older sci-fi? Is it an unintended side effect of the scope and scale? Or is it an, an, or is it an intentional choice? I personally enjoy the more stoic nature of the film, but if it doesn't work for you, I really can't blame you. Uh, that's honestly the only part I can really nail on in detail without like getting into real spoilers. Uh, it, it's, it's freaking amazing. Um, if you like Villeneuve's style, if you like sci-fi, if you like fantasy, um, or if you just like really epic movies, this is this is it. Um, Shocker that Spencer's demanding for a director's cut. Am I right? I'm not. I'm not demanding Shocker. it. I'm okay with what we have. I'm saying it based <laughs> on yeah the the promos and, and the, how the narrative goes. It feels like this is like a Lord of the Rings situation where the director and the editor said, "Hey, we do have to cut this down." How can we make it still very functional and how clearly, like, clearly you cut Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Like how can we make the pacing work better for like um, general audiences while not cutting anything like functional? It feels like the sections that are missing based on the, the promos and the narrative itself, uh, having read the book, uh, most of them feel natural and then there's some stuff that just feels like that would have been good to flesh out the characters and add a little bit more life I guess um, but the, I think the one make or break thing for people is there, there are two things it's either going to be the the fact that it's half a narrative it does have its own proper three-act structure it does function well in that but it is very much so the first stepping stone to a much larger thing so that's going to probably piss some people off who that don't somehow don't know that that's what they're walking into because the marketing is kind of trying to hide it, even though if you know anything, you know it's going to be the first part of at least two. It just, you, the marketing feels a little sleazy on that end because they're trying to pull in a lot of money from natural, from like general audiences. And I can understand why. Um, hence why it's not called part one, like in the marketing or whatever. Um, or it's going to be the tone. It's very, like the book to an extent, it's very stoic. Um, the characters have fairly similar reactions to things based on like common experiences and whatever. And a lot of that isn't totally explained. Um, so you kind of have to read into a lot of reactions and whatever. Um, I liked that because if it, 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 at least for me, if it felt like it wanted to go more emotional, it kind of would have come across as more Lord of the Ringsy in a way. Um, I think this establishes itself very well as being in that vein but not trying to even remotely like copy any of it it's just hey it's a really big epic movie of this proportion written in this time period of you know the real world or whatever um so it's going to have some similarities but it wants to distance itself from that so i can respect that not wanting to overdo uh the emotional beats or whatever and and i like it but I, if you don't connect with the characters because of that reason for a really long movie i really can't blame you go watch it give it money part two is confirmed anyways but give it more money you know don't watch this on 
your screen at home like a piece of shit. Go watch it in a theater. It looks fucking amazing. It like I've seen it on both. The difference is astounding. Go watch it in theaters. Jake, Did you watch go. it on your phone at home or your TV? I have watched it three times now. Um, once in theaters, once on a computer, and I like half watched it on my phone while I was doing other stuff. I need to go back to the theaters and watch it again. Jacob, what the fuck have you been doing? Okay, so one, because I'm scrambling a little bit, but two, it's a really complicated piece of work. So please bear with me. I read The Immortal Hulk Volume 2 by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Ewing. Ewing. No, not ooing. 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 Ewing. Yes. Anyway, uh, also Joe Bennett. Uh, I'm going to read you the summary, or at least pieces of the summary found on Marvel.com. The green door is completely open and hell has ascended in New Mexico. Now the ruler of hell has come to collect. It whispers through many mouths. It destroys with many hands. Its only weapon is hate. It wears human souls like masks to work its will. But in the lowest hell underneath all others, all the masks come off. And the one below all is finally revealed. Bruce Banner belongs to him, but the Hulk, not even hell, is strong enough to stop his horrific anger. In another life, Rick Jones was the Hulk's best friend. He was there on the fateful day the Hulk was born. When the Hulk was a mindless brute, Rick was the only one who believed in him. But now Rick is dead and his body has been exhumed and stolen. And the immortal Hulk wants to know why. This book is very confusing. (laughs) Um... The Hulk changes several times in behavior and motive. Like sometimes he claims he's here to end the world. Other times he's just the jolly green giant that's seeking revenge against the bully, picking on the other guy that's getting bullied. And other times he's like really smart as the Hulk is it the same um, like Hulk archetype or is it because he's switching between personalities? I think part of my confusion, which was kind of my guess was sort of explained near the end of this book where he's got multiple personalities as both Bruce Banner and the Hulk, but also his physical his 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 human body changed quite often whenever he was not the hulk and i i don't know what was happening there i was really lost i thought it was going to be retconned as like bruce banner sitting on um uh um what's his face white dude with green hair samson samson doc samson yeah yeah Samson's couch, um, but that hasn't happened yet. But near the end of the book, he's got a list separating the dis- different personalities. Um, but he eventually fights through hell and resolves the green door and is seemingly moving on. 
my other complaint <laughs> with this storyline so far is that literally everybody in the Hulk mythos has died several times and they talk about them having died and resurrected several times. And then they discover that a character has died and they mourn, but surprise, they come back. Oh my God. Damn, bro. So. That's crazy. Besides the story not making sense to a noob, a Hulk noob, the art is freaking amazing. It is absolutely beautiful. And even though sometimes it's got some body horror elements, I don't mind body horror or horror in general. So I freaking love these books just to look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> so it's absolutely worth the money in my opinion, but holy crap, I am lost in the story so far. Interesting. Sounds like somebody needs a good Wikipedia page. Yep. And that somebody's calling. Yeah. You got nothing? No, I got nothing. Oh, oh boy. I, I don't even know what you said, honestly. I just heard and that's calling. Hmm. I was zoning. What about a Wikipedia page? We're doing two pieces. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I will find all the good questions for you, good sir. But this time, because I asked Colin about his fisting preference last week, um, Jacob, you gotta you gotta ask Colin a nice question. You could also turn. No. Oh, great! I did start. We could continue down the fisting train if that works easier for your brain. Colin, do you prefer the Thing or the Hulk? The Hulk. Why? Uh, the whole, I mean, the thing, first off, the Fantastic Four seems boring to me. Um, I don't really like them. I think the thing is a insecure rock monster dude, which is fine if that's your thing, but I don't like it. And the Hulk, I think I mainly like the Hulk when he's like Professor Hulk. When he's Hulk and Bruce Banner. Comics Professor Hulk or uh, Infinity War? Say that again? The Professor Hulk from the comics or the movies? Uh, comics. Okay. Hmm. I mean, the one in the movies isn't bad. I like that. But I was mainly talking about comics. But also, I know very little of either characters but i never really liked the thing or the fantastic four mm. so it's an easy pick for me spencer gay yes you are spencer <laughs> what have you been consuming uh all right so you you remember how i talked about chrononauts a couple of weeks ago yeah and how it was like time travel and like kind of crazy but like kind of not great but like kind of funny or whatever uh so there's a sequel um chrononauts future shock it is a four issue miniseries uh from 2019 so it's a few years after the first one uh it's still written by mark millar and then this one was penciled by uh eric kanati kind of i don't know how to pronounce your name i'm sorry um so in the first book 
these two characters whose names I still can't remember, um, they made time travel suits so they can like time travel into the past. Um, but now they're trying to travel into the future. So um, inherently the book adds an entire other element to it of, you know, proper, proper time travel. Um, so they are, they, they find a way into the future. Uh, they find out that their mentor from like school um, who had, they thought had died or disappeared or whatever actually went to the future and has been effectively fixing as many things as possible. Um, so he's like, oh yeah, you guys remember? Um, like, so the, the book opens with literally 9-11-2. It's admittedly very, very not. Um, it's literally 9-11 but to the Eiffel Tower on 9-11. It's not a good look. I would not have done that. That seems really, really tacky. Um, but effectively, a, a disaster happens. The professor's like, oh, I, we must figure this out. And then he, he disappears for a while in the book. Um, so that never happens to these guys. He's like, oh, you guys remember this thing? They're like, no. He's like, ha, because I fixed it. It didn't actually happen. Um, he's been sending people back and forth through time from the 23rd century to fix problems and like eliminate dictatorships and like collapse economies, like the whole nine yards. He's trying to fix the world by sending people back in time to correct the time stream. He can do like predictions and stuff. So they've eliminated disease and like aging, like all, all the stuff. And as always, when you do a time travel story, when they're like, guys, we fixed all the problems. It just requires a little bit of authoritarianism. You know what happens? It's bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the narrative flow is actually really good in this book. It still is breakneck speed. And I still don't remember any of the characters names very well. Um, but it, it flows a lot better. It doesn't feel like each scene just ends abruptly. Uh, the roles of the characters are clean are a lot cleaner cut. They're developed a bit more instead of like the first book where the, the main leads are like just professional jackasses. They're always going to make the wrong choice, the wrong, stupid, selfish choice. This time they're dumb and they're more like a star Lord type. They're stupid mm -hmm. and they're brash and selfish, but they'll probably figure out what the right thing is eventually, or they're at least trying. Um, uh so it, it feels like that was kind of like a res maybe a response to the mild backlash like the 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 critique of the first arc potentially uh the art is astounding the technology is done really well uh the penciling is actually pretty similar to what sean murphy did in the first book so that is pretty nice uh and the concepts are way more interesting um at least for me the, the first book it was cool in concept didn't work super well in execution uh, and this one isn't amazing by any means, but it does have more meat potatoes to work with. Mm. Um, so effectively, the bad guy who is their mentor is like, ah, yes, <laughs> they do the what if we went back in time to kill Hitler like dialogue, except yeah. even more. Apparently, this 10 year old girl in present time 2019, who's 10, <laughs> apparently her doing basically YouTube videos as a fascist <laughs> is what ends up leading to like the death of the planet. It's so fucking weird what? and over the top. It's so funny. So if, like effectively she uh, th like, they're trying to quell these like alt right, like riots and shit in 
to 23rd century. They keep fixing them and then they keep popping up again. So they're constantly fucking with the time stream and whatever. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so that all leads to this bitch. We're going to go kill her. And it's the old, it's the ultimate, you know, should we be able to sacrifice someone for that much good? Are we able to make, even if it is the quote unquote, like correct, like objectively better idea. Should we do that? Like that, all that stuff. Um, it's just really cool. It ends with a, a really weird fight with a like hundreds of each of the main characters fighting each other because they recruit other versions of themselves from the time. It's so cool. Um, one of the main characters who uh, was trying to have another kid with his his wife and like their their kid wants an older sister and it's like, hey, that's not how that works. Um, that's a, a note throughout the whole book. They adopt the fashy child oh, and they're like, God. we'll fix her eventually. We'll, we'll adopt this kid and give them right influences. So they, they, they win the day. They get another kid. The daughter gets her wish. It's all happy. And then the other main character gets to go visit his mom who apparently died. And because of how time travel works, they've always been told, Hey, you can't go fix that. Cause it'll butterfly effect into you not finding time travel and all that fun stuff. But he finds like a loophole and then he brings his mom to the future where they've eliminated all these diseases and whatever. And he saves his mom who gets to meet her parents again. It's a really nice ending. Stupid logic. Doesn't make any sense. I don't care. I like it. We found a loophole. We found some weird time travel loopholes. Anyways, uh-huh. I, I really like this. Um, so it's like a lot. It's actually not. I'm horrible at describing things. When you read it, it, it just kind of works. There's a lot to take in. Sure, you do the thing and you do it right. It just works. Yeah, basically. It's like, let's do the, the first book, but like a little less weird. So it's still got problems for sure, but it's, it's a lot more fun. Uh, J- Jacob, or as every single one of our waiters always says, Jake, because they're stupid and can't hear. You got you got something for me, buddy? For possibly the first time in Time Comic Bros history, I elect to take a question. Damn, bro. That's 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 crazy. So oh boy. Partly because I did not know we were doing two talking points on a main topic question uh uh freaking episode, but that is okay. I will be better two weeks from now. Be better. Please um Beat me. Oh. Senpai. Senpai. Right? Senpai? I don't freaking yes. know. Senpai. Beat me, Senpai. <laughs> Which comic book? So out of all the comic books that, we, that we've read and the ones that you found that there was political stuff in it, which three were the ones you hated the most? Oh, <laughs> Why would you ask him that? Because it's a great at that's a, great a double question. whammy bad question. Yeah, it is. Don't get do you don't have to give a reason? Just give us the three. Oh boy. Never ask a man his salary, a woman her age, or Jacob about politics. So I'll ask a woman her age. Uh, I asked a man about his salary, and I'll ask him about his politics. Three is tough. I have one in mind, but I'm going to save it for like the big one because I know it's going to set you guys right off. So I know exactly which one it is. Set me off. Yeah, no, he's right. Set me off. 
Spill. Colin knows which one it is? Probably. But just give us spill the other two so first. I can tell you you're dumb and wrong. Okay. So Batman White Knight. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. That was going to be one of them. Cringe. Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that shitty Frank Miller book, but I guess I need to be more specific. Yeah, which one? <laughs> it's a lot of them. You almost made Spencer fall out of his chair again. Uh, Dark Knight's Golden Child. Oh, that's fair. That was bad. Drop the nuke. If you do say Watchmen, we actually can't talk about comic books anymore. No, 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 no. that one's fine. Good. That one's just cynical of everybody, which is fine. Which is fine. Cynic these least... nuts. <laughs> so this week Ooh. I've. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna cyanide those nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to leave my room and leave my house. <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> I need to come up with another one. Watchmen show starts out a bit rough but evens out fine so it's tolerable okay that's actually weird because i thought you'd have the like you i when i was watching it and i was thinking of you i was like i think he's gonna like this less and less as it goes on no the first two episodes are like can we please freaking move on we get it but then it it explains itself after that and it's like all right that makes more sense I do it really want to talk about that. Um, Strange. Civil War is actually a little bit cringe because it's based off of a real life event and it's. <sighs> I think Jacob takes, actually has the popular opinion on this one. It takes strong opinions and then turns it into a comic book which kind of glosses over the stupid strong opinions it has. But it's like pretty blatant about what it's talking about up front. Talking about what? Marvel no, what's the comment? Civil War. Civil War. Oh, Marvel Civil War. I actually think Jacob's right on this. I don't hate the event by any means, but I, I think most people who are into comics actually agree with you on that, that it was kind of not a great event. We just remember because it had some cool like shots in it or whatever. Right. It's got cool shots, but it's like we're going to make a, a document in the government in the Marvel world that's literally based on one single document in real life. And And then that's going to be the reason why Avengers and X-Men fight. So what document is that? Or sorry, why why, uh, all the Marvel heroes fight? Because it looks cool. Uh, The Patriot Act of 2004, I believe. And what was that? Uh, Oh, boy. No, it doesn't have to be on air. I just I don't know what it is. Uh, effectively unlimited control of surveillance for the government because terrorism. Oh, Do you remember the Dark Knight when? Um, oh Alfred, yeah, Alfred yeah. is yeah. like, "You're breaking rules by doing this, and I'm not okay with this." Mr. Uh, Mr. Fox actually was that one. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah, yeah. That's mm. what the government okay. does. With yeah, the and that's. Act. Yeah, and that's what kicked off one of the larger conversations. That you, have you heard of? Um, you, oh yeah, you my FBI heard of, agent. Yeah, you must have heard of fucking, you know what Edward, who Edward Snowden is, right? It also justified TSA. Really? Huh? Yeah, also true. Um, holy shit, Jacob and I agree on something. High five through the fucking camera. Oh, yeah, buddy. Um, 
yeah so if it's just it kicked off a really big still present conversation about how completely utterly fucked the amount of surveillance than crap that the united states government does Mm -hmm. for the sake of security Mm -hmm. which has no actual backing in its logic it's the reason why we have the tsa now which is just a tsa the people who grope you at the airport if you look brown or if you have bottles that whole deal all that shit yeah it's not good patriot act is universally hated by almost everyone how is that even have we not had cases like people fight yes. against that? Yes. And they still lose. Yeah. Wow. So I have yeah. points since I wasn't at the mic when you were talking. Um, one, England is way the hell worse than we are. Yeah. And w- with cameras and stuff, like they know yeah. everything about where you are at all times. Uh, and two, why the hell do you think I like to fly so much? It's because TSA gropes you. True. <laughs> that is no, true. it's not actually true, but it made a Close. great name. Yeah, I, I just I do find it really interesting that because usually I don't have a problem whether it be ideological or like art based on being very direct with a topic you want to approach, but Civil War felt very combatant i politically no i don't have a problem with that at all i feel like it was more like tactless which is funny because we're talking about superheroes um but we're getting to the same point but it felt like even stuff that's really 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 over the top and excessively overt about what it's trying what message it's conveying and what conversation it wants to have there are way like fucking Watchmen 2019 is obscenely like exclusively clear on what it's doing. There is no subtle, it, it's a subtle show in some ways, but it's politics are not subtle. The conversations are not two-sided at all, but it's still for the, even though it's really heavy handed, it handles it in a way that feels remotely respectful. And that I think it applies for most things. Comic book writers and artists are some of the most explicitly political people on the fucking planet. That's why I love them so much. But like Civil War felt like Mark Millar wanted to not that he really cared about the issue, to be honest. It felt more mm. like he wanted to use the fervor of the current time to make an event. I don't, I'm not speaking to what his actual beliefs are or an, as an actual moral. That's what the vibe was because it, the event, cool, it makes sides and stuff. The It felt like in the event, it actually felt more two-sided than like the movie adaptation. Which oh, absolutely. Pretty clearly, it's an understanding of both sides, but you still, generally speaking, once you've watched the entire narrative, you're going to end up agreeing with Cap even though you understand the other side civil war actually felt like you could have taken either side on that issue. So I'm not going to say it's overly whatever, or like combative or like, I don't know, lecturing its fans or whatever. It felt more like we want to get more people reading. So we're going to use a current event as a so backdrop. You're it felt saying like- it was like clickbait of comics. Kind of, which is again, weird. Cause I don't usually use that as a criticism. It just, it felt 
almost exploited it. Like it was, it's the too, it's too soon to talk about this meme, which is usually stupid. It actually kind of felt like that because it felt intentional to drive um, sales. TDK two would have taken fourth place because uh, mm. Frank Miller said something about how nine eleven influenced it. But oh yeah. I am quite successful in forgetting everything about that book, except for the shitty artwork. Like I still have no idea what the story is and I've done a mm. lot of research into it. True. So that's why that took uh honorary mention. Strong agree on that. Dang. That's like three out of four. Kowazi. Calm down. Calm down. Oh. Uh, uh, Calm uh, your tits. Oh, I was looking right at you when you did wait, that. Wait, wait, show me again. You have nice titties. Oh, thanks, man. Stop. Do you shave them regularly? Oh my god. Yeah. See. Stop. It's funny. There's actually there is hair. It's just you can't see it because there's no light. Yeah. See, I have this little soul patch right oh here, my and I can't even see it over the camera. I'm not looking. Oh, I see it a little bit. I, it looks like it's a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> Your camera's so bad, it looks like a bruise. And then Spencer just looks like a bear, a grizzly bear. Guys, I know. Are you guys done being gay? Uh, Says the gay man. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's how so, you know it's too gay is when you're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> we're, we're almost done being gay, but Colin, next week I'm home. So are you going to put it in me or am I going to put it in you first? Uh, I'll be the pillow princess. Oh, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> He's dying. Roll credits. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Dime Comic Bros podcast, season two, episode twenty. Holy crap, we're up to twenty. Yeah, I know, wow. right? Freaking crazy. It kills me every time you edit the episode because I just look at the past episodes that I've edited and I add one to it. So when you do the episode, I make the wrong number. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, leave a comment, do interaction, like, subscribe, share. Share Please it with your friends. Share it with your mom. Get your mom's number nah. for me. Or Spencer is into dating moms. I'm into dating no. Anyone who'll date me. Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't think Colin was a part of that conversation. Colin, bonus points. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it MILF or MILVs? Just like the elf argument, is it elf or elves? Elfs or elves? So, like, so plural, MILFs? Yes. Or MILFs mils? or MILFs? MILFs. MILFs. Told you. MILFs. Told you. Continue with the credits. Because she wouldn't say meese. You say moose. I say mooses, but whatever. The plural, the plural, the pearl is meese, but whatever. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it is. Look it up. No. Yeah, look it up. Nuh-uh. The plural of moose is meese. No. Yeah, it no, is. No, no way. This is a joke because it's such a weird word. It really is. How did you not know this? You're fucking with me. No. I don't remember how to spell it, but yeah. It's just moose. What? It's just moose, you dumbass. They must have just changed this. They <laughs> just must have changed this. I hate you. This must be a new thing, like Pluto not being a planet. Except that we were actually taught that in school because that happened like 20 years ago. Yeah. 
It's messed up, right? Yeah. What uh, is it? Like a giant uh, asteroid? I was taught that it's a planet. You're fucking old. You are old. Shut up. That's only you with planets. the credits. Um, feel free to uh, go to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros, and we will, in fact, say your name. Uh, that was one of our patrons. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, business casual Jeff Lorenzen, Wesley Eaton, currently keep the lights on in here, and a fan ventilating for Colin's nasty ass. Um, big, big thank you to you wonderful folks over there. Uh, the folks on Patreon get stickers. They get uh, all the episodes early, some exclusive cut clips like me talking about how much I love Adele and I want her to step on me. <laughs> um, oh that was two weeks word. ago. Uh, three weeks ago, we we're talking about how boxers are like bras for balls, all sorts of weird stuff over there. And also you get access to our new show, which is basically just memes, the, the show, uh, Dime Comic Bros Happy Hour, which will be recorded literally as soon as we're done with this where we just shit <laughs> i mean I, I literally spencer cups his hands and i take a dump right in his hands <laughs> we so sit that's down, better than crack taking open a, a drink. dump we, into we, his we mouth shoot the shit. oh stop <laughs> you just get another like 30 minutes of us clowning around and talking to each other and saying slurs or whatever um Yes. A big thank you to our partners over at Jetpack Comics and Games, uh, that big old mega store in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. They've got everything or they can get access to it if they don't have it. Just go give them your money. Smack our poster on the way in for good luck. Um, I taught him that one, by the way. We walked that into was the Jacob's store idea. and now I was like, have a excuse me, sir, it. back the fuck up. You need to slap that sign for good luck. And now we have an actual magical charm on it. I contacted a witch. We're good. Nice. Yeah. Um, follow us on social media for good memes and news and stuff and whatever. And uh, come back next week where we're going to talk about the news. Lots of stuff and trailers and stuff and stuff. Uh, Colin. Colin uh, likes to stuff and stuff. No, I Colin like likes stuff getting stuff. stuffed. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Um, so Akira is a, (coughs) (coughs) that was a chunky one. (laughs) I caught it though. (gasps) Cover your mouth. You (laughs) five-year-old. Honestly, I might actually watch the really bad berserk just to see how bad it is because I've just made myself not watch it. Don't do it. Jacob says, don't do it. I kind of want to. Why am I an HBO? I made it but, uh, three whole episodes, and I didn't commit a hate crime. I was so proud of myself. There's only eight? No, there's 13. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Does someone have a baseball bat? Because I need to assault someone. Who are you assaulting? <clears throat> Your mom. <laughs> Why did I say that? She can That's take like... more than a baseball bat. Oof. True, Colin I, had to go out of that. I really what? am on a roll tonight. You fucking are. When when Colin said you were on a roll, I had a joke and then I forgot it because I was laughing too hard. Wow. Colin literally just put the TV on for me like I'm a fight. <laughs>
five-year-old. I'm a little more. Sir, no. This is a Wendy's. You. You're a Wendy. I do Wendy. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Wendy's nice. Although she's a ginger. See, I don't know. She's not a ginger. She's a redhead. Uh, I always get that messed up. Wendy. Uh, tall. Girl that used to work with? No, Wendy. 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 From Wendy's? Yeah. I know. She makes, What's your she point? makes kick-ass french fries, so definitely smash that. True. The one problem is that sometimes, it like, it's like a 50-50 shot that they'll even salt them. Um, like, for some when reason... I, when I got them after my 22-and-a-half-hour workday, they definitely sucked. They were all soggy and gross and didn't taste like anything. Nice. When they're salted, they taste so good. Right. But when they're not, they taste like nothingness. Yep. And then one of the main characters who w- wanted to have another kid with his daughter. I, oh, <laughs> that did not Whoa. That Shut up. So good. One of the main characters who uh, was trying to have another kid with his his wife, and like their their kid wants an older sister, and it's like, hey, that's not how that works. 